0: Right, everyone. Welcome back to another Live, Hunt, and Company podcast. This is episode number three, I believe, and tonight is a special night. We have all the crew here, and we're going to be talking about our trip out west this past September. It was, uh, as always, these trips are just, it, they're really hard to put in words, but we're going to try our best. We're going to relive some memories. We're going to uh, look back and reflect on some good times, some, uh, some tough times, some hard times, and uh, i'm just uh, super excited to dive into it. This has been in the works and been in, we've been trying to plan this for quite some time. Now we finally got everybody together. So we got the whole crew with us. Let's just go around, say your names and then we'll get into the story. Got John here. Brian,
1: Jesse, Aaron, Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> <Or> Justin. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we got we got all seven of us here. And of course, uh, if you're watching the video of this, you can see the the main man, the backbone over there, Mr. Logan Bray. Thank you for hooking us up with the awesome sound. He's so, so cool. let's just dive right into this. Um this past September, I believe it was the second week of September, we departed uh for Colorado. And so, we're going to we we left in three teams. Well, <laughs> You wouldn't call it, John was a one-man deal. So, John, let's just is jump a team. into your it is a team. your your uh, plan of attack and what you wanted to do this past year.
2: Well, th- this was my third year going out west. And the year I, the first year, 2019, when I was going out there, I was originally going by myself, and uh, a buddy of ours, Mike, ended up going with me, so. I had been wanting to kind of do da- dibble dabble and solo stuff, and just just to see how I would feel out there by myself and be alone, you know, all that kind of deal. So this year, I just kind of decided. I got it okay with my wife; she was cool with it. So I left a few days early. What day I did would, you leave on? I, I, Sunday. We were just talking about that. I, was, I, was I think it was Sunday. It, it was not Sunday. Sunday. It was a Sunday. So I got up. Yeah, left on a Sunday. Anyway. I was going to try to hunt a little bit, but I was also going to go out there because we were going to a new unit this year. Uh, we, we'd we been hunting this place the last couple of years uh, that we were pretty familiar with. So this year we were going to a new spot. and So I wanted to drive the roads, kind of figure out where we could get access at and that kind of stuff and try to hunt a little bit. And that's, that's what I did. I went out there three or four days before you guys got there. And the first spot or two I visited, I went to one spot and now I'm telling you, every body in the state of texas was in there it was it was unbelievable it yeah. looked like tent cities in haiti after the after the earthquake it was craziness so uh, that i
0: <laughs> <laughs> marked, yeah, mark, <laughs> marked that spot out Marked that mark
2: that spot well you are,
0: with, he was actually you went to haiti too right the, the reference there that, yeah. so you know what that was like oh really yeah, yeah. but
2: uh i mean it was just tense there was craziness so uh, i marked that spot off the map went to another spot or two and uh Finally after I'd been out there a day or two I was out one morning before daylight And I actually had stopped On the edge of the road And uh, was outside of my truck There You know uh. <laughs> you <paying>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, And I, lo and behold I heard a elk bugle And I was like you got to be kidding me And it was in a real obscure place Kind of like a little hidden place It's getting really You, you kind of had to walk up and over this hill and you dropped in this little basin. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it wasn't a half a mile off the road and there was three bulls in there. So I got to monkey around with those for a day or two before you guys got there. And it it was it was an interesting experience, man. I mean, guys that can go out there and solo hunt for eight or 10 or 12 days, my hat's off to them. Mm-hmm. I, I think I could do it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily want. I mean, that's not my preferred method after dibble-dabbling yeah. in it. Uh it's just easier when you got somebody to bounce ideas off of
0: and have some little bit of
2: communication during the day. I mean it it's dual golly, it's
0: rough. I think the camaraderie's one of my favorite aspects and, of this all really, the it is. We've
2: talked about that a hundred times, how that's part of it. But like I say, I I just it was just something I kinda of wanted to do, so got it out of my system. And uh be honest with you, it's pretty good feeling when Two or three ugly-looking rednecks from Kentucky roll up on you after you've been by yourself for a few days. Yeah, it's you're pretty happy to see somebody. So,
0: yes, yeah, so that that was, and, and I think that's like a. Let, let me go ahead and do a disclaimer, or not a Is that the right word? I don't know. We we want to say that we we are not professionals. Right. We do not claim to be professionals. No. We are simply sharing our experiences, which most of which are failures. <laughs> so we're not trying to tell anybody what to do. We're just sharing with, uh, with you guys, our, you know, our experience. But I think that is a good tip. If you can go a couple of days early, it really, it helped us because as soon as we rolled in, like you had elk found. Um, and if, if, if we'd all went together, we'd have spent those first two three days, just trying to locate elk. And that really, you know, when you're trying to crunch all this into a 10 day time frame, anyway, I mean, it, it takes two, three days to find elk. Then you're only left with, you know, at max four or five days of hunting by the time you, you're traveling and everything else. And so that was a really big help for us.
2: Yeah. You, you, uh, usually lose a few days to weather. So yeah, you're
0: right. Yep. So teams two and three. So myself, uh, Dan and Brian rode together out there, and then Jesse, Aaron, and Justin rode out together. We left on the same day, that Wednesday, correct? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. But yeah, you we guys, yeah, you guys left a few hours before we did, I think. Yeah. So, uh, so once you guys just dive into, so let me give a little backstory first. So, John Andrew went out there first. He was by himself. Um, we followed in on Wednesday. And so when we got there, basically there was there was three different teams. There was Jesse, Aaron, and Justin who got together, who split up and went to a, a different area. About 20 miles or so away, um, Brian, Dan, and myself met up with John at one location. But when we started hunting, I was with John, and then uh, Brian and Dan were together. And so we had kind of like three little teams of hunters yeah. that were all in different little locations. So once you guys just dive in um uh crew justin's crew aaron and jesse you guys with your experiences and the, the travel down there and then what you guys your plan was as far as when you started hunting
2: um
3: well i think we had um we did a lot of e-scouting um and really like this area um i guess as a which we'll talk about I guess traveling traveling we didn't have any any hiccups? No problems. No. I would recommend this to people though that are thinking about doing this, thinking about going west. Find some buddies like we have found that don't care to drive, don't care to drive at night, don't tr- don't care to be tired, because the way system we, we did was every time we filled the truck up. We switched drivers, mm-hmm. so we was only driving <laughs> in my truck. Well, in me my- and
1: Justin drove four hours. <laughs> yeah, Jesse drove about two and a half. I got yeah. like two and a half. Jesse figured out how to not
3: drive as much. He just went a little faster. Uh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> that wasn't you know, that fuel mileage and yeah. how that works. But, but we would just switch out every tank, and we got there in twenty hours or something. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad. bad at all. Yeah, it wasn't true. bad at all. Yeah, um, yeah. We split
0: up. I think four hour blocks. Is that right? Or no? Did we do eight hours? We did eight hours. Oh yeah, we did eight hours. Yeah. yeah. Which was so
4: nice after you got done with eight hours. Yeah, and I you, drove out you know myself dad. and I almost died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's <laughs> unbelievable, really. Yeah. It, it really it really is.
0: Who drove first for you guys? Um, Brian drove first. Uh I drove through the night and then Dan pulled up the morning shift. Yeah. Yeah. Brought us through Kansas course. I listened we listened to the, to the entire stable. meat eater uh campfire mm. stories <laughs> book.
3: On yeah. The way out there. yeah, we did too. We on the way yeah. home we did. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we got there, and um, I think we got there a little bit before you guys, and we made a Walmart run and got some essentials, some water and things. And shout out to Miss Bray and them, Mom Bray. I mean, we had, oh no snacks, in that we cab. had snacks, Oh my god. tortilla gosh. stacks. So what are the what's
0: the name? Stacks. What's the name of those little things? Tortilla,
3: tortilla stacks. stacks.
0: Tortilla oh stacks. So it's it's a it's a tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cream cheese with cream cheese, <laughs> shredded <laughs> cheese, salsa, shredded cheese. Yeah. I think that's it. Sour cream maybe. It's just maybe nostalgia not. for me cuz I go back to 2 years ago when we first come out, when we come out of that snowstorm. Yep. And th- that I can I can Feel the way that coca-cola felt in my hand and like that first bite of that 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 little quesadilla thing i mean it was yeah it was anyway a, to, a tortilla phenomenal.
1: stack a starbucks double shot energy and bear grease podcast that's that's how i made it boy.
0: yeah <laughs> oh yeah we learned about daniel boone on the way out there yeah, that was yeah, during that yeah, time. Yeah. yeah yeah
3: so so we made a walmart run and i we met up briefly with you guys mm-hmm. i guess when you got
0: there wasn't yeah. far behind us at all um And that was such, that's such a, I was reviewing footage and looking back on that. And it's such a unreal type of feeling that, because this is something we talk about this year round and like build up to it. And then looking back at that footage of like all of us together, standing in the place that we talked about and like Mm -hmm. looking in the mountains around us and we're like, it's like, you know, it's it's is it dumb and dumber? It's like we're really doing it. We, I mean, we we yeah. were really there. you, you know? can e-scout
3: and Google Earth all you want, and it's not even close. Yeah, like like the the first area that we mapped out that we went to <laughs> was a great area. It really it was. was. It was a really good area. But we had a plan to go uh not far, three miles in, and you can't see Deadfall. Mm. you can make a make out a little bit of vegetation on east scouting but you can't see you know every detail yeah so you're moving at negative five miles an hour
1: yeah three miles in that in that terrain would have took a full day Um, i I just because you're constantly
3: yeah you're climbing yeah like so yeah did you want us to go into that first few days or do you want to
0: yeah yeah go for it let me jump in there real quick on the
3: trip sorry but
5: one of my favorite parts on the trip was getting the snaps or whatever from Daniel. Fre- How'd it go? Let's
3: well, stink and go.
5: let <laughs> stink and go, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <Where are> you? <laughs> <I'm a> cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Those were awesome. I mean, the excitement stuff. Yeah. Never it
0: really know, hit Dan when we pulled over at the Colorado sign.
1: Yeah. I got a, I got a video of
0: myself.
4: Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah. pretty weird. sure I beat you to the sign, like, to no, stop in Colorado. No. We race. It's
0: on footage. It, I've got footage of it. I don't remember, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so so when we got to Colorado, you guys wasted no time. We did not. Mm-mm. Um, let about that. <laughs> let me tell you something.
5: Thank God Jesse, we did our, our workouts leading up to it. Because Justin yes. Bray's like, hey, we're here at Colorado. Yep, there's a the mat. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> That's sorry. Like, we, sorry. Stood there,
1: we stood there on the side of the road. And, I mean, That's we just was probably a demo.
0: <laughs> God. Yes, it is.
1: We probably stood there on the side of the road and waited for them for, what, an hour? Because we shot our bows and everything mm-hmm. and got all of our stuff out and packed our packs. Yeah. And then drove up probably another mile, mile and a half Maybe. up the road, far, no. and just dumped over. Yeah. Into that so spot we found we had marked
3: the spot. We spots we had marked and we really liked uh, was very limited access, which mm-hmm. is why we liked them. Um, so we basically pulled off the side of the road at a small parking spot that wasn't very popular. There was one rig there, and thousands upon thousands of acres of ac- of hunting ground. So. um
1: we felt pretty good about it.
3: We felt great about it. Yeah, and um, and then, <laughs> well, let, well, what happened? I'll let Aaron talk about well, it.
1: Well, I mean, like the first we was you playing, get revved like, up
0: to go, right? Yeah,
1: like you jacked up. Yeah. we're getting out of the truck. Mountain ops pulling yeah. our back. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so you and you and Jesse talk about that too, because this is your first, your first. first you, you, you're out of the truck. You're ready to go.
1: Well, I know. I said like in the last podcast, I said it's going to be real for me when. I put that pack on my back and just slammed that door behind me. Yeah. But it didn't really get real at that point for me. Like, it got real for me. Like, I guess, because the first part of it, we was planning on hiking down, crossing this, like, river. I guess it was a river, a creek, creek. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hiking up the other side. And it was pretty steep up the other side. But, I mean, it wasn't nothing that I didn't think that... I mean, I've climbed hills here that steep before. Maybe not that long, but... We was planning on going, what, a half mile? Not even that far in. Mm-hmm. We didn't make it that far. But um, I don't know if it was altitude sickness or what that hit me. But I was fine going down. I was fine crossing the creek. I was fine going up the other side. About halfway up, it hit me. My heart rate, I guess it was when my heart rate got up, mm-hmm. working myself. So my heart rate would get real r- real high, and all of a sudden, like my like tunnel vision would start. So I'd stop for a second because I was like, I'm gonna pass out. Well, then when I would stop and my heart rate would go down, I'd get like extreme nausea, like, and I threw up a few times. Mm-hmm. Actually, like vomited a couple times. I was like, man. So I we stopped and got us some. I put some water in me, trying to fill out. I even I, th- I think I might even ate a snack. Yeah. So we thought my sugar might be low. We didn't. I mean, we was trying everything. So we strapped back up and went on up a little bit farther, and it started doing the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So Justin's like, We're going to the next flat spot we find, we're just gonna go ahead and set up camp. Yeah. And I was worried, like honestly, I was like, Before I do this, I'll go i I'll go down to the truck, hike back down the mountain, get in the truck, and you know, go acclimate for a couple days or something. I don't know what I need to do. But um we went to bed that night and woke up the next morning and I felt fine, like nothing had ever even happened.
5: Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so We kinda of thought about so, that. We said if we wake up the next morning you're still feeling sick. That's we were, what we were I ahead. said. I yeah. said
1: if I if I feel still feel that bad in the morning, i'll load my stuff and i'll go to the truck and you all know, keep hunting yeah or i'll yeah. go find the other guys or do something you know but um i don't I know did. it was it was scary it was honestly it was it's was pretty scary
3: because we were we were heavy packs too so we were planning to hunt for three days yeah and so we packed heavy i mean we were spiking in so that's i mean that could i be was too of heavy it. too
1: probably i remember feeling jesse's trip. pack and Jesse thinking was my too goodness. Good. This, yeah. this is a 85-pound pack.
0: <laughs> How heavy was your pack? Do you know?
1: We don't even know. We don't weigh them, do we, Jesse? I don't know. we just I not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, slippery, it's, it's probably, on probably on about 35,
5: go. maybe, plus water. No, it's probably about 70 pounds, I think. <laughs> 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 I think yeah. pounds. He had 14 pounds of camera batteries. <laughs> 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 I did. Yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah well, yeah. we were prepared. i tell you what, though. We were ready. If I ever am stuck on top of a mountain on the other side of a bunch of blowdown and I need a couple guys to come get me, Jesse and Joseph Jess be too on yeah. call. For sure. <laughs> Jesse don't care about blowdown. He'll just run right through it. You you wouldn't call me. I uh, probably, yeah, you're on there. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to lie on the podcast, <laughs> Aaron. We're getting real here. You're on there.
5: But, you know, take, but going, it, going it back to it, it to that to was, to was a real moment there because like all the planning and all that, that is not something you plan for. Right. Well plans go away
3: too. No. Yeah. When that happens. You know, we plan to go so far in.
1: And we made we didn't make it half
3: that far. No, we made it about halfway yeah. of what we what we wanted to do that first day, and that's just and I something was so to think sick about sick, too. Is like when something like that happens, plans don't matter anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It so, like
1: y'all need you need get some food in. You get some food in. I got one of them peak chicken Alfredos out. <laughs> oh, I ain't ate Alfredo since. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to eat that stuff. Oh man, yeah. I ended up trading the I ended up trading the other one I had off to, to Brian. Me. I think. No, but, you traded to you me. me. Yeah. Yeah. I traded off. I couldn't. I couldn't And stand. you feel
0: so helpless out there. I mean, you're everything stripped away.
1: When I laid down in that tent and the way I was feeling, I was like, man. I started thinking about it. Like I'm a long way from anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't a terribly long way, but not. It wasn't an easy way. Like yeah. I had to get back down off that mountain if I started feeling it. I don't know. I prayed and lay down, went to sleep and. Woke up a couple times in the middle of the night. We about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. So, was this the same, Aaron, was this the same night? tell us yes, about the time night. you woke same up. Night. Aaron has a co- has had a. He's been known to have a few spells.
1: I'm a sleepwalker, like I have been since I was a kid. <laughs> Severe, like real dangerous. Bad. Like I woke up outside my driveway and everything. <laughs> like
0: like like backflips off the bunk beds. Yeah. Correct? Like
1: it's it's bad. And um, I actually woke up that night. I think I remember looking at my phone. It was like two thirty in the morning. But mm-hmm. so we've been asleep a while, and um, woke up and I was sitting. In Justin's chair, drinking out of my Nalgene bottle. <laughs> I was just, I mean, the pitch just sitting dark. there. Pitch black dark, didn't have a headlamp on. Don't know how I even Because it was dark up there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you just <wandered> off? <laughs> I thought you were going to tie a string to it. You didn't do that? No. That's no, I thought. No. I, thought
0: you know. I mean, it's funny now. We can laugh at that, But in all seriousness, that, like, that could be really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, you, you talk about blowdown. You fall the wrong way, those snags. Oh, yeah. I mean, that catch you in the wrong oh, yeah. spot. Or, I mean, the, steep.
1: What's well, crazy is that's the only time I've done it that whole week. Yeah. yeah I, but think somebody, it was just, some... I think it was just because the episode I had before I went to sleep.
0: Yeah.
4: But I do um, remember yeah. somebody mentioning um, when we all, you know, later on got in the same tent, somebody mentioned about a pistol. And then we're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> somebody mentioned it. Now Aaron, i do no, going to
1: have to hide it or yeah. take it back to the truck because Aaron. <laughs>
5: the first night, was that the night he yelled at you too? Mm-hmm. Like, Justin, that's when I woke
3: said, up. I guess. I woke up about about two thirty in the morning. I guess when you woke up in your in my so. in my chair, yeah, I heard somebody say Justin. So I said, "What?" <laughs> he said, Aaron said, "You good?" <laughs> <laughs> I said,
6: "Yeah." What are you doing? Well, so. I'm,
1: not, I'm not gonna lie. If I'd have known you were that sick, because when I got to camp, I was sicker than I was the same way. Except for I, I didn't I didn't get, walk up a mountain. Yeah, I just went and set up camp and went to sleep. I couldn't eat. I was sick. Like,
0: yeah, we drove and met John, and basically there, probably, we had a little campsite, like r- literally right off the road. So we didn't actually go in and start hunting that day. We just set up camp. If yeah, I well, would have, I'd probably been yeah
2: ten thousand something feet. I don't, I don't know, know
1: how, how you keep day. like keep. I don't know what like I did differently than everybody else to where it hit me. Like, I, don't I don't know if I didn't hydrate good because that's one what somebody told me said you didn't hydrate good enough. That's like before i was i was miserably sick uh, the first night but like i said if i would have did what you would have did i probably would have had the same episode i'd have puked because i was nauseous lightheaded like this it's fun though i had a bad headache but that
0: was about it (laughs) now the first year i don't know that uh i think you told me about it eating a tums a day for like a month because is there something with like it balancing your ph out or whatever something like i don't that may be a myth. But there was I did a it.
2: Somebody told me to eat a Rolade every day. One, eat one Rolade every day for a month before you go. Something about the an acid in the Rolade because, mm-hmm. like altitude sickness, and we're not professionals. so This is just gobbly Pay no mm-hmm. attention to this whatsoever. Yeah. But a guy told me to eat a Rolade every day. That the that altitude sickness was like a like a uh, acid level building mm-hmm. up in your blood, and that if you ate an an acid every day, that it kind of counteracted it. So, I've done that, and I've never really been altitude sick, but I also try to go out and try to take it easy for the first day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, there's a lot of factors that go into play from hydration to days. everything. Else. If I'd have known you were that sick, I mean, you'd have got a hotel room and
1: we'd have laid up. <laughs> we'd have <know>. laid up <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd have been <laughs> able to make it off that mountain that first time. You guys
0: know. that are listening can probably tell right now that uh, well, we'll get into the, the luxury side of things here in a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, so so as far as the, the after you woke up the next day you felt fine. I felt fine, yeah. And you guys hunted for how long after that?
3: We hunted. Day and on... a half. We hunted all day. Camped. We hunted all day. Okay, so again. Yeah. Then, did we hunt the next morning? Or no? No, we came no, down off the, mountain, off the mountain. mountain. Yeah, we came
1: off the mountain. So we hunted one full day there.
3: So the first day we hit all of our spots, um, as close as we could, um that we had marked and some good feed some good cover um found a wallow, north facing slopes we hit all those found a wallow um and i actually something similar to what john was talking about i we were standing there kind of regrouping or kind of just kind of getting a game plan together and i stepped over the hill to use the restroom and i heard a bugle hmm. and there's a distinct sound you know we thought we hear guys talk about doug flutie but there's a distinct sound between an elk and a person calling elk. Oh, yeah. And you can tell 100%. I mean, some guys are really good, but you can tell when there's an elk and when there's not. So, heard a bugle. Um we started calling to it. Then we hear another a bugle. I hear we hear a bugle, but it sounds different than the one I heard before. So, we're not sure and the bugle was like it was going downhill of us so Mm -hmm. we started thermals were pushing down so we started just basically running downhill i guess people see it on the video um but we started running downhill and then i was like uh that don't sound like the same bull like that sounds like somebody calling so he's like got down there regrouped pushed back up the hill um And then that's when we ran into hunters up there. And we ran into those hunters and the really nice guys. I can't remember where they're from, Florida or... Kansas, Kansas. wasn't it? Kansas, yeah. They're from Kansas, yeah. Yeah. Florida, Kansas, same thing. Uh, It's all the same. (laughs) We're all flatlanders. But uh, um, after talking to those guys, um, we got some intel that suggested that (laughs) it was not probably a good place to be. Um, There was three or four outfitter camps just over the mountain yeah. from us, um, from
1: in the middle of a meadow.
3: Yeah. Right yeah. in the middle of a meadow. Um, so basically what it is is we were here in that bull, but so were they. Yeah. So they must've pushed over that Ridge. Who knows? I don't know what happened. So, um, yeah. So we decided to hunt the rest of that day, hunted the wall, hunted the wallow. I mean, we were in sign, um, and you know they say never to leave elk to find elk. But we found that um the pressure was too great to yeah. stay in there. And 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 it was perfect elk habitat. I mean, blow down, it was thick, nasty. That's where you want to be. We just you know, came right in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were we were basically deforesting just to pitch our tents, which yeah. are small tents. Yeah. So um I mean great elk habitat, but it was just too much pressure. Over yeah. on the other side of the mountain that we couldn't see, um, so it was just uh, it wasn't the mountain, but it was more of a ridge system. But it was pretty nasty, so we decided to come off the mountain. Yeah,
2: but but good on them. Just like in some of our previous hunts, we we literally we don't have anybody we can ask. We don't have any. We don't have anybody we can bounce ideas off of. We're just out here by ourselves. I mean, yeah. we're out. We got.
0: Yeah, so yep.
2: they picked him a spot, went in there, and got on a yeah, got on a bugling bull. Mm-hmm. First day, yeah, first day. So I mean,
0: yeah, you had a plan, plane stuck with Kentucky it,
2: Kentucky, and you you drop a pin on a map, and you go to that pin on that map, and you hear a bull, a bull bugle. You know, I did that the first year I went out there. It gives you a little bit of confidence, sure, and for sure, I mean, it's. it's- that's a tough deal because I know tons of people, tons of people who go and never see an elk, hear an elk, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: And going back to like when we had that meeting at your workplace right there, I mean, like you see where it starts. At. I mean, like it's like, okay, where you want to start at? That's a lot. Of, I mean, these <laughs> yeah. people, it's like. Oh, it's a, it's big, a lot. It's a big elephant I mean, to you, take a bite of, man. It is.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I mean, I couldn't, I mean, to just sit there and then eventually just say, okay, here's where we're going to start. I mean, you all had pegs everywhere. I mean, like, it was like a hot air balloon mm-hmm. and stuff. So, I mean, like you
1: said, yeah. I know, like, it's you could always – there's a lot of what ifs, but, like, I really feel like that first day, if those guys wouldn't have came over that ridge on that elk, like, just the way that the thermals were pushing, the way that elk was moving. We had him. We – I mean, we was just – we just happened to be right in the perfect spot to make a play on that elk. Yeah. And that's yeah. crazy to me. First mm-hmm. – six four hours of hunting mm-hmm.
3: yeah and it's a very tough call to make too is whenever you're on an elk you hear elk yeah you got a sign but you know that there's so much pressure that your likelihood of getting on something
1: well too the, the where we was camping and where they were camping yeah we was all con- like pinching right in the middle
3: yes yeah, so, and there was private just two miles yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. that was our first two days
3: mm-hmm. three days
0: yeah, yeah. So, so back, on
2: our, back over on our side of the mountain, yeah, you guys came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Jeremy and them came over, met up with me, and I'd already found some elk. Mm-hmm. And and lo and behold, man, that was that turned out to be a that I, that's the most bugling I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I've mm-hmm. heard hundreds of mm-hmm. bugles, probably. Yeah, it, so I saw like the day before everybody got there. I was out hunting by myself. I saw one of the biggest bulls I've ever seen in the wild. Mm. You know, so and
0: was that on was that on private or is that was on,
2: right on the edge of the private? Yeah, just saw him moving down through the timber. But there was elk like bugling on the on public. I mean, it was yeah. It turned out to be a decent spot to hunt for for. Uh, well, it wasn't necessarily OTC, but it was still.
0: Yeah. So cool. when Brian. And Dan and I got there. We set up camp, took it easy, got up the next morning. I remember um Dan and Brian dropping us off, and literally 30 seconds after they pulled off, it was still dark. I mean, boom. Bugle. And I was like, I mean, that's just that's just what you dream about, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we got up there, we hear we end up hearing three more bulls on public. And then a the stinking dinosaur of an elk that was behind us on private, but just on private across the road. Um, and kind of shameless plug here, but when the movie comes out of this whole adventure, it'll be on our YouTube channel. Uh, but there's clips of that. You're like mid talking, and as soon as you get done talking, that thing like screams in our ear. And uh, man, that, that first morning, I was like, this this is actually this is what elk hunting's like. <laughs> we are in the chips, you know. And uh, we sit on that knob, kind of our, our thermals was, was going down towards, uh, well, there, it, we weren't close enough to the elk for it to matter, but if we would have moved any closer, they were going, Kind, of, we didn't want to blow those elk out. And so we sit there and just waited. We ended up seeing some mule deer, right. um, and we, we tried to make a play on those, those elk and get over there to them well, where I we thought might. they were bedding, but... That's that's the bunch of elk that I'd found the day before, and
2: uh, I I was sitting on that little knob you talking about. I glassed up a bunch of cows down in there, and heard a bull or two bugle over on the public. And it is a tricky place to hunt because if you just if you're in there in the morning, the wind's diving down that little mm-hmm. drainage there. If you if you go in there, you're toast. Yep. So I I self filmed myself in there the day before, and, and there was a bull came up through the timber on the opposite side over there, and I you know, these armchair quarterbacks, when they watch your videos, they're like, why are you sitting there? You hear a bull beating? Well, they don't know everything that's going on, man. Like the way the winds blowing stuff, you can't just barge in sometimes. So that the day before y'all got there, when I got on that bull, I had to wait till like nine o'clock in the morning. And when the sun hit in there and when the sun hit that side of the hill, the wind started going up and then I boogied across through there. And I got over there and set up on it the day before. And, uh, Like I I did like a cold call sequence and I heard sticks breaking and I heard cow mewing and I gave it like 30 minutes, 45 minutes or so and never did see him. And I kind of eased on in there a little bit. When I got over right where I thought he would be, it was like shadowy. So, you you know, if you hunt out there, as soon as you step in a shadow, I mean, the wind can shift. As soon as like, if you step in a little cool spot on the side of a hill, so it's it was kind of a tricky place to
0: hunt. But it. Really. Yeah, I feel like we attacked that place pretty well like progressively because we the first day we we tried like you said we, we tried to play of it incrementally safe incrementally
2: went in there.
0: The next morning we actually we went got in there where we way before daylight, we got in there where we first heard the elk. and so we were trying to you know make the best of, of what we had with the time we had. So we, we got more aggressive as time went on. Of course, I, I I don't know if they were just going on on up above us or what, but we ended up seeing uh, a mama bear <laughs> with two cubs. We uh, we come out of a big thicket into this little small meadow, and there she was, yeah. and uh, and then all of a sudden you see those two little brown balls floating around beside her, and I was like, <laughs> I mean this it was the if it would have been a, literally we talked about it, if it would have been a grizzly, yeah, we would have definitely at least got like false charged or something. Like we were that close.
2: Well, she turned around and came at us. Yeah. And we clapped her hands or hollered at her or something. She took out. and they
0: ran off. But that was uh yeah, yeah that got my heart racing a little bit. But yeah. so we were in Elk for a few days and that was some that was some really good hunting. And the at the same time we were in the same spot, but uh Brian and Dan, you guys want to talk about your all's experience out there. You guys hunted the same same area but different different spot.
4: Yeah, so we uh we went to a couple of pens that we had dropped on the map um just basically scouting um trying to get some feet on the ground and several places that we went we actually found a lot of sign uh but it was old sign um and it almost looked like last year's sign so we was at lower uh, a lot of the places we were looking was lower elevations i think what some of that was like seven thousand 000 feet maybe around there um so we just wouldn't find any fresh sign and uh we ended up just driving around what the whole day.
6: Yeah.
4: We spent like I don't know how many miles we put on the truck, but um some of the pins we had dropped was over were one of the first places that John Andrew went and we started up through there and we was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. We we knew there was gonna be a lot of people but uh
2: no, nobody would not believe how many people were in there if you didn't see it, and, like the chicken festival. Were, yeah. And they, yeah. it was probably more than the chicken festival.
4: It was like unbelievable. It was, it was
1: unbelievable. Um, four wheelers driving by his horses. There's-
4: Dark bikes they were 20 <laughs> people lined up on the side of the road glassing these big meadows and
1: that, that one big meadow i, like, I said, stop ryan i see an elk it's a big cow he's a like, cow it was like, he's all, like a, he's all like all a cow elk but like a moo cow yeah.
4: <laughs> he's all over glass and over. everybody thought it was an elk they were looking yeah, at it glass glassing elk. cattle over yeah. <laughs> yeah. but anyway we we drive on up and gosh we drove up our probably four or five miles And we'd, we'd passed all the campsites. We're like, okay, we're past it now. And then we get up to a big spot where we really wanted to get out and, and really do some walking. And, uh, oh boy, was we wrong. (laughs) We got even worse. Got worse. There's probably 25 vehicles parked there. We're like, well, let's go somewhere else. Um, so we, we literally spent, um, all day scouting, um, driving around and, and,
1: uh, that's pretty much what we did for the first little bit. Yeah, and then and then that evening, the last spot we went to, we were on our way out because was getting dark. And I said, I I never used a bugle tube in my life. I just said, give me that thing, bro. <laughs> first time I ever used a bugle tube. I blew in it. It off the center was, and what we hear, bro? We heard big big bugle, a big, big bugle, bugle, son, big bugle. <laughs> yeah, so it was. You know, we we.
4: We went in that evening because we wanted to really get some boots on the ground and kind of got up at elevation and really started seeing a little more sign. But, gosh, what we were trying to hike through was, like, waist high – or it was, like, chest high, uh, cabbage patch. It was, like, nasty, gnarly stuff. And uh, you couldn't even hike in it. It was so bad. Uh, So we we go up. We actually get on a trail, a pretty worn trail. We're trying to figure out if it's – if it's humans or if it's uh, horse or if it's elk, we really didn't know. Uh, but seeing a lot of fresh sign. And just like Dan said, we come back and we're hiking back a different route to the truck. And, uh, and we go through a, a clear cut where they come in and, and cut it. And we get to the bottom when Dan blows a bugle and, and literally this bull opens up. And we're just like looking at each other, like, was that what was that what we thought it was? <laughs> yes, it was crazy. And this was on public too, and uh, you it, know, always you always look back on it and say, man, I wish I could have done this different. But but you're there, that's your like first day, first couple of days there, so you you want to make sure you're not like blowing it out. But literally, if me and Dan would have stayed at the top and just hiked out in the dark, we would have been would have been within only. at least a
1: hundred yards of that bull. Yeah, because he because uh, he. Uh, he was like, if you're facing up the mountain, he was in this big valley to the left, and he ended up coming and getting on the same. I don't know are they, are they called points? I mean, we call yeah. points here. So, like, he, so he so actually came towards you guys. Yeah, he come in and got he on the same right. like what like same point we were on, uh, just just way up above us. And I'm like, Brian, we were just there.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: we were literally just there. And yeah. if I could do over. I mean, it was my first time in Colorado. I mean, and I honestly, we were coming out a different way. We went in, we didn't know anything about it. We didn't want to walk out in the dark, but it was such a easy trail to get out of there. Like if I could have do over, I would have took back up that mountain a hundred miles of that run. Yeah. And because that trail, so we could have walked out in the dark, it would have been nothing, but we didn't know at the time. And, and I guess
4: it would have been a little bit different. We knew confirmed that it definitely was not a hunter. And,
6: uh, no, man, he, he got
4: fired up. Like he was like chuckling, chuckling. he was cutting us off and he was doing the lip ball. I mean, it was like some nasty stuff and, uh, it got our blood pumping. I was like, man, this guy's like going to come we in. Set, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Cause he, we set up on him yeah. cause he come around that hill. I said, is he going to come down yeah, this hill on us. We,
4: we, we actually thought that he was closing the distance and, and then he ended up, I, I guess it was, he had probably cows with him and he didn't want to come all the way to the bottom. So.
0: It's surprising to me at how vocal the elk actually were with the amount of pressure that we saw. Oh yeah. Because all of us pretty, I mean, we all heard elk. Oh yeah. Quite a, quite a few elk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's like you're standing in a Jurassic Park movie when you hear one of those things for the first time. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. and,
4: And it was, it was pretty, it was pretty surreal. We, uh, we, uh, definitely could have did something stuff a little bit different but looking back on it now we probably made the move that we probably would make if we went back yeah to not try to to bust that elk out there but of course you know we'll get into it but he was going right for the the big land that we couldn't touch the big private big (laughs) private property but um,
1: that's kind of our, our first day that that private it had to be God's country. It like the
2: Yellowstone. Like, yeah, it was like the yeah. Yellowstone.
6: Yeah.
2: There was elk just like... Ar- ar- All around, around it. Like yeah, Just around it, you know. Because turns out, where, where Brian and Dan are describing it there, was probably two miles across a big basin from where, where I was originally getting into those. Mm-hmm.
1: But we went back the next morning to that same spot. But we heard another bugle, but it wasn't a elk. Is a hunter. I mean, it was just hunters all. Yeah, all, all to our right that come in and. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, that's you know, one thing you know,
4: going to Colorado, you know, you're going to experience a lot of hunters, but yeah, this place that, 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 Yeah, that's different.
0: just part of it. You kind of got a plan for that, and being you know, being able to adapt and and I think. So after this, so this is the fir- we're talking about uh, what we've just described as the first three days, I think. Mm-hmm. So we hunted for two days there. We stayed two nights at that spot. So did you guys, and then after that, <laughs> things got much different than the previous year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Br- Brian and Dan found a camp, and essentially, long story short, we out with with the places we were in, the pressure that we were experiencing um john andrew and i you know after hunting that place for a couple days we didn't hear i guess those elk moved out of there The we didn't have any more luck with them we decided to all reconvene and we got super fortunate because we got to all meet back up together we thought we weren't going to see each other very much the whole trip Mm -hmm. but we all got to come together and we had this absolute magical base camp
1: (laughs) well the only bad part was is we did we did pick a spot where it was just all dirt, all <laughs> dirt, and and there wasn't a shade tree to be found. No,
0: <laughs> and it's the opposite of two years ago because it was, 90 because so it, was hot. it was so hot, hot of the day and in dry. the sun.
1: Hot and dry.
0: It's it's weird out there because like it'll literally be eighty degrees, like you said, and then you step into the shade and there's like a twenty five yeah. degree drop. You know. kind of get chilly. Yeah, D, it's like you're in shorts and and you know no shirt and you know in the day and then at nighttime you're having to put your your down coat on to mm-hmm. go to sleep and so we met back all met back up together at this base camp we thought that we initially might uh, hike in and spot camp but as it worked out the the spots that we picked out and then we started hunting we basically were able to come back to camp every single day mm-hmm. and we would go we left super early of uh, the mornings we would get back on these ridge tops and back to our spots before daylight we would hunt Pretty much all day, come back, and then you know be together in the evening. And to me, that was—I mean—that was fun, fun mm-hmm. times, yeah. fun times.
2: I, I just—I mean, like, I just think we've grown leaps and bounds, man. I mean, we're we're still all newbies at this, but to me, from the first year I went out there to this year, I felt like we got more at bats, more hunts. We're hunt- more fit- effi- I guess you could say efficiently. Yeah. I mean, we were we were getting up at four a.m. and not we didn't eat breakfast at at camp or anything. I mean, we mm-hmm. hit the hills. We'd eat mid morning, mm-hmm. you know, when we got out somewhere. And just the way it, the the land was laid and where the elk turned out to be where they were, it just didn't make any. It would it's like spike camp, it Didn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: So you just kind of have to. We were close enough to out. where we could, if if we spiked, like. If, if you were to spot camp m- way back in there, you were basically with an elk and, and, and you kind of, you, you didn't want to blow them out of there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, talking and cooking your food and everything else. Cause I mean, all the elk that we found were pr- you know, pretty much, you imagine like these big, beautiful meadows and like open country and these, you know, giant bulls running through there. But like where we found it, at least John Andrew and I, it was like the deep, dark timber where you can't see more than twenty-five yards, mm-hmm. and it's nothing but blowdown. Like that's where we had action at, yeah. and and so it worked out to where we could, like I said, hike, hunt, and come back to camp. And uh, I I remember uh, the it was the first day we were back there. We got we we were, finally got service, and we were checking on Instagram, and we see a post. By Daniel Gay, <laughs> and it says, "What's it say, Dan?"
1: I don't know. You, you got it wrote down over where he says. So. I do got it wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, you say it, I want to hear you say it, Dan. I, I really, I really, how how I say it? I really forgot how it it's went. Country. The
0: back the back, the back country. country is
1: my home. It is my
0: home. The back country is my new home. It's my home, new home. Yeah. And <laughs> so, where, where, was
1: you, where was you at when you posted that, Dan? Huh? Where was you at when you? Posted <laughs> Me and Brian that? was sitting. Was that when we got run over by the bear? Is that well, the or picture is where, where we got. Yeah, run so over Yeah,
0: so the by picture the is you in the mount in the back country. Yeah. But when you click, when you posted the picture, where were you? Well, when it went through. When it went through. I don't know.
1: Where was I? Think, the, I think you in the deep, Walmart parking Walmart Walmart park lot. <laughs> <laughs> was I really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. so so, there, the, you. so to clarify, <laughs> and, and all you
1: boys <laughs> steak. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't right, is it, Dan? Bought E Boys steak, brought it back to camp, made sure Jeremy's didn't have no fat in it. Yeah.
0: You did, do that. He, he did, you did. No, no, no. You're getting ahead of the game here. Look, we're, I'm gonna brag on you, <laughs> but we just had to share that story. <laughs> yes. So we get back to camp, we see this post, and uh, and and we're like, you know, Dan, he's, I mean, he's in the back country hunting, and then we're talking, we're like, where are they at? And then someone tells us that. Oh well, Brian and Dad, they went out to Walmart to get an air mattress for the tent uh,
6: and full size pillows.
0: <laughs> and pool- <laughs> and full size pillows. It was just hilarious. Like you know, I'm an Instagram guy. Uh, yeah. Andrews. Are good you stuff. kidding me? <laughs> so we had to we had to ride him pretty hard over that the rest of the trip, but it was good. No, so while you were there, we will talk about that. So we had we had Aaron Bray with us on this trip, who packed in his cooler steaks, deer meat. Yeah, uh, we brought a grill we had a camp chef grill with us and then dan bought more steaks and yes dan he he, he remembered that i prefer a less fatty steak mm-hmm. so he got me a big new york strip big and- i mean it was a monster yeah and uh so so that was kind of you can envision this we're out hunting and we come back to camp and we're all around. We got the grill out. We're eating steaks, literally an inch and a half thick. I feel like, and so uh, rough, eating deer meat. I mean, we were. It was, that was some fun camping. That was, that was not roughing it. Like it was fun. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll say this: peak <clears throat> Alfredo with deer to the grill, deer, deer tenderloin put in it. How oh was the deer? was it a good? guys? it was
0: phenomenal. Oh, okay. Ph- <laughs> that phenomenal. Was so good. Man. You cooked man. it just good right. job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Aaron didn't Thanks get any. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, you didn't that. even get a piece of it? No Oh my yeah. goodness you Remember I
1: came over there I got done grilling it And I put one plate down And came over there And put the other plate down And I got all my stuff And came back over I was like Hey guys Where's the deer meat? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that uh, About it like, that oh, It's in our It's in our peak meals. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> alright But was... It
3: works out It's great when it works out that way That the elk Are in places like that Yeah, so yeah. Where you can base camp And have a good time like that It doesn't it's great when it works out like that because it doesn't have to be torture, you yeah. know, or super rough. Or
2: well, you just gotta adapt, don't you? I mean, yeah, you just gotta do. <laughs> well, I feel like the yeah, roads so are no there. there. They're, they're gonna be where they are. Yeah.
3: So if you spot so, camp in fifteen miles deep, but the elk aren't there, then you're spot camping for no reason, right? Right.
2: They so people, they, a lot of the elk. We were out. They were people driving right by. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You could yeah. hear vehicles going by down on a gravel road. Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like if you'd have, if you'd have hiked it in 15 miles where we were, you'd have hit another road. You have oh, seen. yeah. You'd yeah. hit three roads. <laughs> and you'd yeah. also three. saw
2: more people than you saw elk, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. judging by who was parked at the trailheads and stuff. Because we weren't at a trailhead. We were just. Yeah. We well, just see, that was
4: a why like, a lot of those, uh, the other places that we were at were so crowded was because all, all those roads had a trailhead on them. Yeah, and then the place where we set up base camp did not have a trailhead. No, it was just it's still busy, but it wasn't as busy. As, I feel like runners. though,
1: maybe I'm wrong, but everybody I talked to was either bear hunters or mule deer hunters. I don't feel like there was many elk hunters.
0: Yeah, that's a good point we can talk that about for just a second. So, the pressure that we we experienced was not just elk hunters. Yeah. So we were the place where we were there were elk hunters but there was also bear hunters they have Mm muzzleloaders and then they were um mule deer deer. deer. archery hunters yeah and uh, some some of the muzzleloader elk and then muzzleloader elk as well Yeah. so So, yeah there was like a this overlap of all these different seasons and and john and i we passed like every morning going in we passed we talked did we talk to them that one morning there were there maybe we didn't talk to them but they were in orange they were bear hunters yeah somebody um, talked to them they were bear hunters yeah and so we we crossed we saw their headlamps going in every morning we went in and so yeah there was and then we had uh, on one hunt we had uh, the guys that came up but uh, we were on a bull um super close encounters like sticks breaking like you're just waiting for him to step out and you know it as it turns out he never did but the hunters came above us and they were bugling trying to get a response they had They'd hurt us and him because mm-hmm. we were, I mean, we'd done some pretty crazy calling sequences, but it got him fired up. Yeah.
2: Is that when, uh, I, I lost track of days, man, because I, I was out there for a while. It's all kind of one big convoluted elk yeah, thing In my mind. I can't really separate what day was what. But when did we get on that? We were calling to a bull and... <laughs> Some, and some of the bulls we were getting on, it wasn't the big classic bugle. They were just like...
0: Yeah. It was like a short... I mean, you hear these, like, going back to, like, hearing the call, when you hear someone call, it's almost, like, too perfect of a bugle mm-hmm. when someone does it. Yeah. And when the elk do it, it's much it's much more nasty sound. Like, it's half they're shorter, and... they're broken up. Sometimes they do, like, half a chuckle. Sometimes it'll be two chuckles. Sometimes it'll be, like, just a growl. And so... Yeah, those those they weren't doing these big, you know, beautiful yeah, bugles. Got,
2: yeah, we got on one one morning though down there. And yeah, it was like we were calling back and forth with him, and
0: and you started matching him basically.
2: Yeah, and he started coming up the hill.
0: Yeah, there was two bulls that if so the first so in my the way I remember it, the first time I was up, went up there there was we done the calling sequence and that that bull came in we heard him sticks breaking. And uh, I don't know what ever happened to him, but we basically hiked on out and come back around and, and went back to camp. And the next day, we went down further, and there was two bulls. There was a bull to our, our left. Yeah. I, imagine you're basically going down a, I mean a mule's face, oh, that heals, you know, right heel down. with nothing. I mean, it's nasty. So there was a, a bull way down below us that was coming up close, and there was a bull over to our left, too. And both those things got closer, but mm-hmm. it's just... I, I don't know. I guess where it's public and where there is pressure, they come so far and they just expect you, if you're real, like you're gonna come the rest of the way. And we just never could close it the turns distance. Turns into
2: oak brush down there, and it's on well, that oak at least forty five no degree angle that hill. Maybe st- I guess it's steeper now. It's mm. what, it, what we call in Kentucky a cow's face.
0: And 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 fast forwarding, that is that the same place you guys heard the bulls fighting? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a that was a killer spot. There was some elk in there.
2: And it was extremely hard to hunt. That's what I was saying, trying to get to there. The oak brush and how steep it was. You could hear, we heard a bull bugle one time, probably 75 yards from us. And you literally, you could not, you couldn't cover 75 yards. You couldn't get to him.
0: And getting your thermals and the wind right, too, going going down that
2: mountain. You could not. Yeah. And a bull could be that close to you, and there's no way you could see him. I mean, it was a jungle in there. Mm -hmm. That was, that was. Interesting, yeah. That I one we had some encounters. I remember
0: the one hunt you, you you got your bow ready to yeah, drop, oh, like no, he was I that had, close.
2: Yeah, I had pressure on the string.
0: It was, I thought he was gonna step out. Didn't you yeah, see? I just knew he was too. Like, there was this, I mean, it was super thick, but there was one little opening he kept getting closer and closer and closer. He came
2: up close once and let out a like a big, and then you could hear like sticks yeah. cracking and popping. I was like, This, this is gonna happen,
0: yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, we're we're getting closer. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We did not come home with an elk this year. Yeah. But we're getting closer, guys. Man, we're getting closer. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna stop listening at this point. <laughs> we're think gonna think go you know. find a podcast where they actually kill things. I don't know. Go listen to Corey Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. But uh we live in the real world. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a cool perspective because a lot of times you hear you hear from people. And hunters who who they're sharing experiences after success, and like we're in like the middle of the non. Well, it, it, it's all how you def, not to be cliche, but uh, success is much more than the kill. I think it's definitely going to happen for us. We're getting closer and closer. Every year but, we learn
3: a lot yeah, more,
0: a yeah. lot more. Yeah. So we're growing. Um, it, so that was kind of we were in some uh, got, had close encounters. What about the re- re- rest? You got any hunts we, you guys? We want started
3: through? we started changing up groups a little bit i feel like some people were finding some spots that they liked and started checking out some different spots
0: yeah i Um, went with you one evening we went to we we saw the mule deer bucks yep that
3: that that time so in the evenings we would do a lot of glassing Mm -hmm. and a lot of scouting things like that and then me and brian i think brian found a saddle on on onyx that we wanted to check out and so there was a spine that ran down this ridge and I had a spot marked on one side, and Brian had a spot, a saddle marked on the other side. So we was like, "Well, let's just both park here, let's go together, and we'll just run that spine and see what we hear the next morning." So we were set up before daylight, and we had a bear come in ten yards.
4: Yeah, me like completely oblivious to the fact that it right was, like, behind Brian, ten yards. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so then the we law ease law off. Law. We decide for whatever yeah. reason, um, for whatever reason, we decided to go to the saddle and just do like a call a cold call setup or something. Yeah. So, it was like 7:30 in the morning. It was still really early. So, yeah, we, we just, went down there. we basically and, just still hunted. Yeah, we basically the still hunted all the way there. Um got to the saddle where we wanted to set up and we blew out a cow. And mm-hmm. uh she's so, what, about 80 yards probably. Yeah, 80 yards something like that and we were like Shoot. See, so, they're smelly. She's seen famous. us. Yeah. Yeah, we were... Yeah, I'd say she heard us coming, so she was already looking. Right. So when we crested to the saddle, she seen us. Blew out, so we set up right where she was at. Yeah. Um, Did a couple cold call sequences, snapping limbs, things like that. And then we heard a squirrel um, kind of squacking. Kind of like, you know, when you're whitetail hunting and you hear a squirrel squacking, you know there's something probably coming. So we set up, and... You want to tell it? You want me yeah, to tell it? Yeah. so well, I, I'm, look just like, tell. I'm
4: just looking um, at the top of the hill towards where this squirrel is squacking, and I seen movement, and I'm like, you know, something's up there. Like, what is it? So I, I threw up my binoculars, and I see an elk, and it wasn't a cow because the cow went the other way, and I seen it. It was, it was feeding, and when I seen it... Stick its head down. I seen horns, (laughs) and I immediately thought, "Oh boy!" I looked at a heart. This is (laughs) it. (laughs) And And the word it was was, like no (laughs) joke. It was literally when I seen when I seen the horns, I like my heart just started thumping out my chest. Oh, and
3: then the first word he says to me, he turns around and looks at me and says, "Raghorn." Yeah. So uh, my heart starts exploding. Yeah, I
4: I thought it was a raghorn because I, I knew it wasn't a giant bull because of course I could see I could see some of the horn um and, and just watching it like we just sat there and watched it for probably five I don't know it felt like an eternity but it's probably literally like five minutes and it fed down towards us and and it got real open like it got it, he come out of the out of the timber and it opened up and it was just a beautiful spot wide open
3: 45 um, yards broadside he,
4: he was it was 60 is was it what I, where he was at like I ranged a couple different spots. And he he was broadside sixty yards clear open shot and it was spike. a spike, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it was a spike. How so, far was it? Sixty yards. I was let I was it. let I was letting it eat. Yeah, it was going to eat. Gonna eat. Um, oh man! But uh, man, out of all the elk that could pop out at sixty yards broadside, perfect, Justin Filman, it was a spike. Yeah. And then it just moseyed on around. That was fun. It was I, fun. It I was think a good encounter. A
2: hey, that's a big win, man.
4: It really is. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. To actually get to, like, uh, get ready to – I uh, knocked an arrow and put my release on my D-loop to
1: get ready to draw back on a elk. That, that was a good feeling. Yeah, For sure. Uh, I think it was that same day because your knee was hurt, right? Yeah. Okay. So Aaron's knee was hurt. So we – me, Aaron, and Jesse went to where John and Jeremy was – That was that morning. Yeah. Yeah. Originally Mm -hmm. hunting and we, we heard all those elk again over on that private, over on Circle Bottom Ranch. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Circle Bottom Ranch. (laughs) Yeah. If you Google that, it's not going to, well, if it does find a place, I can assure you that's That's not not where where we were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh i how long you've how been long have you about been, that. How
6: long have you been fetching that one up? Me, I no, yeah. yeah. he's been thinking about that backwards. for like
5: yeah. 30 minutes. He's thought about that one since we left. <laughs> I cannot wait till we get to this segment. Yeah, <laughs> but we got,
1: but, we got but, but then I I guess you know they were over on that private again. So we so actually Aaron went and dropped me and you off
0: and jumped middle of nowhere. on private. No, I'm kidding. What did I
1: drop you all off? That after we left Circle Bottom, you... Uh, <laughs> Circle <laughs> Bottom?
0: <laughs> Somebody's going to figure look, it out. Look for t-shirts uh, coming soon. Circle Bottom well, Ranch. I don't remember
1: dropping you all off anywhere, but... You did. You dropped us off top remember? of that mountain, and we hiked back to camp. We came back out. Oh, yeah. So John said, John said Dan's hiked yeah, back yeah. to camp. We'll never see him again.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. yeah I remember really that. Heart, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well, that's the only elk that I actually saw with my eyes that trip was... We got in this really cool valley, and I don't know what it was. You get these little cool val We actually found the most fresh elk sign I seen the whole trip there. Uh, in this random spot, we found on eggs, but but uh, we saw two cow elk. They saw us first. Or do you think they smelled us? They probably saw us, didn't they? You either, just way, either way, they they, they didn't stick y'all. around long. No, it's like hey <laughs> hey elk. I said oh bye elk. You know yeah. they were gone. But anyways, uh, so we made it. We actually found a big wallow there. Nice what's wallow. funny is you could go on Onyx and see that wallow. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can, can remember. that. Yeah. But we found that nice wallow with a lot of fresh sign there. Um,
3: found the GPS coordinates in the link below.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll send you the coordinates. <laughs> Look in uh, the show notes for the coordinates there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so we made it. We made it back out to camp. That might have been my last time, I don't
0: know. Yeah, let's talk about that's, that. Yeah, that's that's a perfect transition, Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> this is where things get interesting. Yeah, this is when we um, start getting
1: dramatic. Is this like
0: day four or day five? I think it was day it's five. One of them middle, I don't, days. yeah. It, it's funny. Day five for us, day nine for general. So before, <laughs> so before we get to th- this upcoming story, one of the things we talk, I remember talking about out there, was how we we all come to the conclusion. Of you know, this is how life is meant to be lived, mm-hmm. in terms of the pace. Because when when you're out there, you're not on your phones, you don't have service, you're totally disconnected from your normal life, and literally time, it's it's so slow. Days feel like forever, and you lose track of days. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, you know, I was thinking earlier today that you know, since my kids have been born, for ever six, it just feels like a, it's a blur like every year, like going through their motions and working and everything else, like things go so fast and out there for a brief moment in time, it's like, man, this is, this is how it should be, you know? And so we, we had that conversation too of, you know, and that's why when we talk about these things, it was it day two or is it day three or four? Like, I mean, it's hard to remember all that, but, but it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool how time does that. And you really get to soak things in and be present. But, uh, so yeah dan do you do you want to tell a story
1: It might be better somebody else does
4: because i'm kind of like i don't really remember much so to start the beginning like me me justin and jesse went up to hunt the wallow that jesse and dan found yeah Yeah. me
1: john and jeremy and dan was at the yes uh,
4: was at camp so we we hiked up um what dan told us is gonna be an hour and a half two hours to get up there we was up there and 35 minutes. It's tough. But that's only because Justin Bray was in the lead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, I guess guess what happened was I I had, I got a, I talked to my wife earlier and she told me she was sick. She had a stomach virus. She was real sick to her stomach. Uh, She was puking and I was like, well, she's got a stomach virus or something, you know. So about an hour later, I get another call from my, my little cousin lives with us. Um, Elijah, I get a call from him and he's, and he's kind of like in a panic says that he found her passed out on the floor and she was awake now and talking normal, but she has no memory of kind of anything. She doesn't really remember. She doesn't, she doesn't know her job. She didn't know I was in Colorado. She couldn't figure out why I was in Colorado. So it got really scary uh, for a moment, Um, I guess I started panic. I, I felt pretty useless yeah. at the moment. Really, you know, like, it's really kind of hard to talk about, it, really. But it it, it if, was a, it was
0: honestly a really it was a really scary little bit there yeah. for a second.
1: You know, I told her I said I asked you, and then like every ten seconds she would ask me again, "Where are you at?" And I'd have to say, "I'm in Colorado." Why are you in Colorado? And like she was talking normal is the scary part, like. uh so it's like, what happened? Did she have stroke? stroke? You know, that's all the, all the worst-case scenarios are going through my mind. Like, here I am. How many miles is it out there? A lot. Four, a lot. 1400.
4: 1,400.
1: Here I am, 1,400. I'm literally across the United States from home. I don't even have a vehicle. Even if I did have a vehicle over there, I couldn't have drove back. There's no way. I was a, I was a wreck. Uh, So it was, you know you know it it went on and she she really wasn't getting any better so kind of called around and decided I had to get home somehow so
0: yeah so, you told it very calmly it was it was absolute so we're sitting there dan as soon as she, he gets on the phone we know immediately something's something's wrong yeah. and he comes around the tent um and is basically full blown panic mode Which, and we all would be if we were in that situation. I mean, because, I mean, you think about it, you're, you feel helpless. Mm I mean, your family's at home and something like this happens. Like, like Dan's saying, your mind kind of goes worst case scenario. And so Dan is immediately like, you know, trying to get his things together, trying to figure out a way home. And uh, I I remember we we can, we can giggle about it now, but I remember you coming around and be like, we got to get home. And John's just like, here's the keys to my truck and then and then, and then you're just like, oh, "I can't drive, and then I was like, "Well, let's book a plane." and it was like, "I can't fly." And I was like, well, what are we gonna do? We gotta do something and so uh so we, we uh yeah it was it was crazy for a little bit um and then Aaron got on his phone and ended up uh booking Dan a flight and myself a flight because Dan had never flown before, and you were tore up anyway, and that, and I mean we all if it would have been me. it'd been really nice to have somebody with me, you know, just to kind of, you know, be beside me through that process, especially in how scary it was at first. So, and I didn't have a tag. So, you know, I didn't have all this money wrapped up in a tag. I was just, you know, running a camera. So you and I, um, we, we booked a flight, uh, going straight home. Now, long story short, uh, we found out a little bit later on that, um, of course, it's it's still kind of a question, but basically, she took some she took Fenugren, took some medicine, and we think she she, she basically she passed, passed out.
1: out. And and really, she went to the doctor and stuff afterwards, even the hospital. They 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 don't know exactly why why she like struck such severe amnesia. But I mean, she went she went twelve hours or more with with amnesia and like couldn't remember anything, and it was like. To this day, we really don't know what exactly happened. Is she fell and hit her head and got a concussion? Yeah. Because we couldn't find a knot on her head uh, where she hit or anything. But but we come to find out um, one of her, uh, she's a nurse, uh, and one of her friends had texted me and said, uh, hey, I know this is going on. Um, I don't think she knew, but she was taking care of a patient who ended up having... Viral meningitis, <laughs> so we think that's a possibility now. Like yeah. she might have literally had an episode, and you know, I guess viral mening. I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I guess like it's if, me. If, if that's just <laughs> yeah, <so>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, Tell that story,
3: Justin, real quick. Interject well, that one. Well, we come running off the mountain because we get a text that this is going on. <clears throat> I haven't been on the premises, and uh, and I'm not a doctor. If you guys are watching, listening, I'm not a physician. So he, he didn't I gotta, say you as
1: a doctor. You're a doctor guy. You're right. doctor guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I
3: hadn't been on at base camp for two minutes. You know, we was all trying to tell, talk to Dan. It's going to be okay. And Dan looks at me and says, "Justin, you're the doctor guy. Is she going to be all right?" <laughs> that's a heavy. That's a lot to answer yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the moment like that. Doctor yeah. guy. Um, and we're trying we our best to faith. ease. Yeah and, yeah, and and uh it's, it's a difficult situation. It is bad. You know, it's bad. It is, and,
1: I can also say it was the worst feeling in my entire life. I've yeah. never felt more helpless.
3: And we helped, We felt helpless towards you because yeah. we didn't know, like, like when you asked me personally, I didn't know what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we don't know what to say. You know, you don't want to say... You know, you you want to say you know it, it's going to be okay, but then and you definitely don't want to say you know yeah nothing's going to be okay, you know. So you don't you don't know what to say to somebody in that situation. So at the same time, we felt something a little you bit don't helpless. really prepare for, right? You don't yeah, plan to any. get called home in five days. You well, know
1: that that feeling has made me question whether or not I would go back. Honestly, just because it's like I don't know, I've never felt like that before, and it yeah. was the it was terrible. Like the, the whole like. I mean, it was it was the next morning. She still couldn't remember the stuff, and it was like so scary. Like, yeah, I don't know.
2: Well, I feel like you need to go back. Huh? Yeah, I feel like you need to go back. Yeah, as soon mm-hmm. as it
0: happened, we yeah. Oh, go back to Colorado. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it, the, the thing is, I mean, it things like that you 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 can't plan for it, and you know, you never want them to happen, but life does happen yeah and whether you're here i think these trips are so important um in so many different areas of life i think just as as me personally and for all of us guys i think we grow you know we grow so much from them that it's i think it's important to set aside time for it and and you know you, you you make preparations you make plans you try to You know, like, for example, like all of our wives are in group chats and like meeting up together regularly while we're all gone. So they're all there for each other. And, you know, we got you try to get your support systems in line so you can if something does go wrong, you have something in place. But, yeah, it's 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 a tough thing for sure. And it's totally different, too. Um, So I know like if Jessica, my wife, if she had
3: something going on actively, you know, I wouldn't want to go. I would never go. You know what I'm saying? That's something that you don't plan for, you know, like something that happened to Ashley and, um but now it would be totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, if she had something recurring active mm-hmm. le- episodes going on and then you left anyway. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. don't yeah. blame yourself for that at <laughs> all. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't help nothing like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I've never witnessed anything like
2: that before. So no. <laughs> So Dan and I'm sorry you never will again. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm I deeply it's just a bad thing to, to kinda of, the way the shape this country's in right now, everybody's just living in some kind of fear bubble or something. Yeah, that I that d- I mean, that's I think true. got kind of
0: fear really does have such a stuff. grip on people, yeah. you know, since COVID and everything else. That it's, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta be safe. Obviously, you gotta make smart decisions, but at the same time, you can't let it control your life. And you gotta push past that and fight it for sure. So Please Dan and I got back. a plant. Was you gonna say something,
2: John? No, I just think we handled it right man i mean he had to get home yeah mm-hmm. it just took a few it took a few minutes of chaos to get <laughs> yeah. cooler heads to prevail thank I god i wish we i went up to that wall with yeah us. he literally booked a flight with one bar of service he's probably holding on to like a metal antenna on a car or something to get out, <laughs> yeah get service where we were yeah But th- i mean thank god it worked out dan got home next day he was home yeah ashley's all right
3: and it's another thing, too, we talked about, I talked about earlier, find a good group of friends to travel with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good group of friends to travel with, you know, yeah. somebody to to travel home with you, stuff like that.
1: And yeah. take you to Mexico, near New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: so we
0: – uh, Take you
1: to
3: New Mexico in the middle of
0: the night. Well, I
1: will
3: say I never in my <laughs> wildest dreams
1: would have ever thought we've been driving through Santa Fe, New Mexico with Jesse. My only complaint hey. was I wish it was in daylight so we could have seen it, Jesse. I know it, buddy. Jeremy?
0: <laughs> 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 Jesse, you want to talk about uh, what, what, our experiences as soon as we crossed the New Mexico border, it's, what we started we're seeing? We're in the wrong state, honey. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> <the> right. <laughs> we're in the wrong state.
5: We crossed over. So we ain't seen nothing. I don't know how many miles it was. It wasn't long before we crossed the border, was it? Oh, I, was I feel like right it was average. like a mile
2: oh, after
0: like we crossed the border.
5: Design. As soon yeah. as we crossed, it's like... Oh, Booner. Oh, Booner Mule
3: Deer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, six bulls.
2: You
0: know? yeah.
3: Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, we literally <laughs> then, saw there two.
0: There was
1: a sign that had like an elk and a crossing on the <laughs> yeah, road. Watch out for elk crossing. And we're just like, Pfft, whatever. And then like the next 15 minutes, it's like, oh, there's an elk. Oh, there's an elk. Oh, there's an elk. Oh, there's an elk. Oh, big Mule Deer. Elk. I
0: mean, yeah, okay. one Mule Deer was just. Giant bulls, giant Mule Deer.
1: Gosh.
5: Cows everywhere. But we did also pull up onyx, and guess what? It's all private. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Old circle bottle. So Aaron
3: yeah. and Jesse drove. All night, three and a half hours. Yes, to take us to the airport.
5: Yeah, and then back. Yeah, that last so. few hours on the way back was <laughs> well, yeah. eventful. Yeah, you and guys then they talking
0: didn't even about, talking and they about got that? that. See, <laughs> so you guys, we <laughs> drove. We drove down. We got to the airport. Dan and I. Um, we ended up flying out and getting it back home. So that leaves the rest of the crew. Um, uh, Jesse and Aaron have to drive back and uh, t- tell the story about that. I mean, was a rough oh, trip home, man. right?
1: It wasn't that bad until we got like within an hour. To camp, or an hour and a half because I mean, it was about a four hour drive. That's when we crossed the line. Didn't see no more animals either. Yeah,
5: I mean, I think we, we saw animals the way back. Awake. We saw. Maybe we stopped and turned <laughs> sideways on the road just to spotlight. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah we were driving in one. the ditch. <laughs> we and <everything>. were there. <laughs> we <you> was. <were, laughs> you were using your, your truck lights, yeah. not oh, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, not yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. truck lights. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's all we um, but we was switching out that last hour. I honestly think we was switching out like every fifteen minutes. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd be I'd be in the driver's seat and I'd start nodding off. Jesse would be like, "Aaron, you good?" <laughs> I'd say, "No." He's like, "Let me drive." He'd get over there about fifteen minutes later. I'd be like, "Jesse, you good?" And he'd be like, "No, I'm not." I think we were
5: scared of both of each other driving. Like we yeah, like, like we I don't were, know what we was doing. And we was mine, trying was to tired.
1: watch for animals because yeah. they was everywhere. So it was just man, it was it's something else. That was some good sleep though when I don't we think got we back. We got back to like they was already gone when we got they back. They
5: were gone when we got back, didn't? It? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So the hunt continued. Yeah. Yeah. We flew we flew home and got us some Chick-fil-A and
1: your clay medicine us in Knoxville.
0: Yeah, and uh got back home. Ashley, like, like John was saying, ended up being fine, everything worked out but
1: By the time we got home she was she had a lot of her memory back. She was mm-hmm. still kind of woozy, she's kinda out of her head. Um I guess it's like a little bit delusional, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But she she had her, she remembered I was in Colorado, she remembered her job, she remembered with the church, she remembered her friends. Yeah, everything like, started coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It was...
0: So for you guys, the hunt continued, and you still got in some action. You guys want to yeah. share some stuff from that?
3: I'll let John tell it. Um,
2: <laughs> I don't know what day it was. I don't <laughs> was either. It, that was the very next morning
4: I went with. You all, yeah, me, and Brian, John. and John went. Was that
2: when we got in a big bugle? For? Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's, it was just you. Three. Yeah, that's we brought it. In, that that yeah, they
1: we,
4: stayed and slept in. So we get up there. That's where I get up there and fall asleep in that morning. That morning.
3: So and, they were bugling everywhere.
4: Yeah, like we're up there on top, and uh, you know I'll let you take it from there because that's kind of. Well, your we pulled area a bull from barely
3: at. being able to hear it. You were cool. mimicking, and he was. He we brought him all the way to the edge of private. And then some muzzleloader hunters cut us off. Uh, they, they dropped they down right in front of hill. us yeah. after we had worked that bull for an hour or something.
2: I think he was on public by the time he came up the hill where where we could hear him good. Mm-hmm. We were waiting said, for the thermals, right? Yeah, and those guys just ran got him between us and him. And then he never bugled again after that. No. So they just that up.
4: Literally was sitting there listening to this bull bugle his brains out. John calls him in off of the private like he come from a long way and uh we hear the hunters up behind us Mm -hmm. and we're like surely like they know surely they know we're sitting right here on purpose
2: i mean Mm -hmm. public land do whatever they want to do yeah but i guess came
4: right in there i I guess the the um The right thing would have been not to do what they did, but I don't know if they knew we was there or not, but I feel like it was pretty obvious that we were there, Mm -hmm. and the next thing we know, they're barreling off the hill, like, Mm -hmm. full force, breaking limbs. We actually thought it was an elk, and I I told you, I was like, I'm pretty sure i seen somebody, and I'm like, well, and I thought I was going crazy, because I was like, no way, like, it wasn't somebody... And sure enough, it was somebody barreling off the hill going after the elk that we had called in
2: for them. <laughs> so they need to say, they blew him up. Mm-hmm. So then the next day, me and Justin got up, I don't even know, super early, and mm-hmm. we took off in a dead death hike. Because mm-hmm. this place, it took it's a couple miles to get in there,
3: mm-hmm.
2: hard as you can walk. Yeah. And then you drop off a cow's face down into this big old hole. Mm-hmm. So me and Justin went down there the next morning, bailed in, got, and Got on two bulls fighting, Mm -hmm. a couple bugles, and then it kind of got dead. Yeah. We never did hear anything else the rest of the day.
3: It was really hot. So Uh, it seemed like right at, you had about an hour somewhere in there, mm -hmm. hour, two hours, where you had like some bugling, and then at the very end of the day. I think it was like that a lot across the West. So if you follow people on Instagram, that seemed to be pretty consistent. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what
2: I've seen too. After about 9 o'clock in the morning, I don't think we heard a bugle after 9, Mm -mm.
4: it's just so hot. Yeah. yeah. And dry. Was that the same
2: experience, man? I mean, we it was awesome We
1: We got on we got on elk that next evening. Mm-hmm. All of us that was still there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's another good story. There we <laughs> we went into a we bombed into a whole different spot, all of us together. Yeah. And uh got down. we kind of waited on the thermals to get everything calmed down that evening. Kyle and tore that bush up. Yeah, and uh, I, I chuckled or something, and a bull answered us. And then there were some people on the mm. ridge above us heard the bull answer us, and probably emptied a thirty round magazine mm-hmm. into the valley where the bull bugled from just to be.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't know yeah, that. he
1: was when we heard him. How far do you think he was from us? Not far. He was. He was, he was, he was, we he was we close. We could definitely. 100% he was within one fifty. On
2: and. They were. Yeah. They must have been sitting up there on this Listening opposite bridge. He was he close enough. We were setting up. Me,
1: hey, cause I the, actually knocked an arrow. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: He was that close. So they they, they it. we had two Tons shooters set up down overall. front of us, and he.
1: Because yeah. he chuckled. That's all he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pressure is <laughs> the the theme bang, of the. Yeah.
2: Which was. I wish whoever did about as low as you can get. I think that's about as crappy of a public land move as you can possibly do yeah somebody mm-hmm. i'll just say it nicely <laughs> yeah i would never in a million years do somebody that way never
0: yeah i mean public lands public land and of course you're gonna at times run into people not realizing whatever you may mess somebody up on accident but to 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 hear hear that and intentionally stoop so low to empty a gun out just to mess somebody's hunt up like I yeah. don't know man that's pretty. Yeah
2: well then podcast is going kind of long so we may lose people so try to I'll try to wrap it up a little mm-hmm. bit. On that same note m- uh, me and Justin ran into a couple guys from Tennessee and they were they said we're packing up to go home man. And he said we hunt this unit all the time and they were they were nice as they could be. Mm-hmm. We talked to him for a while and he said I tell you tell you guys what. He said I saw a bull a, a nice 6 point and he said down here, come off the public and told us what patch of timber it came out of, pushed 22 cows and they went over to feed on this uh, private place. Kind of gave us some good intel, mm-hmm. man. And me and, and me and Justin was like, well, we'll just go down and hunt this evening. He told mm-hmm. us exactly where to go. We got down there that evening, walked down the trail, looked over there and there said a muzzleloader hunter. Yeah. Yep. Justin and I nodded to the guy, waved at him was like, we didn't say anything we just like made a hand gesture sorry for coming in on you and we backed out of there yep. and we just went around that it was already yep. late in the evening by that time so we just went up to a big vantage point point. we sat and just kind of watched this basin and you could see public and private from where we were sitting at and we saw three bulls bunch of cows heard a yep. bunch of bugling I mean so we got to sit and watch that for that evening mm-hmm. Yeah. and that was the evening before we were coming home mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I felt like we handled that situation pretty good. We walked in on a guy, and we, we Yeah,
0: we, that's the best thing you can do.
2: Yeah, We just backed out, and left him alone. He beat us to the spot. Yep. The guy from Tennessee <clears throat> must have told him about the same spot. We were- <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> well, I don't know what day it was, but I finally got to i or I, I got with you and Justin, mm-hmm. you two. And I was like, oh, man, they've been talking about these bulls and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going there. So we went to that one spot. I mean, over there on the side of that private, mm-hmm. I'm like, they've been hearing duels. That was We're Bear Village. Bulls.
0: Yeah, I th- we hit Bear Country, wide country. open. Yeah, you I got mean, you guys walked up on a big bear.
5: Right? I mean, there was a bear monster. scat literally every fifteen feet on this yeah. trail. Every fifteen feet. And that's not even an exaggeration. I don't how
2: think. them? How the guys bear hunting did not kill a bear in there. Same thing for the mule deer hunters. Yep. I saw one
5: bear, seventy-two
1: mule deer. <laughs> Yeah.
5: Aaron saw a real nice mule deer, I think, one morning.
0: Yeah. It's a great one. We <laughs> saw two mule deer bucks, Justin and I did. Yeah, I yeah, seen I saw a two. In there. I'm sure all those guys are saying, of- man, I don't know how these guys are <laughs> killing elk. Yeah, There's elk everywhere in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Um,
2: the, so that was the last, the next to the last day, Justin and I were courteous to the guy that got beat us to the spot. So next morning... They left a camera on that wallow they were talking about a while ago. So me and Justin went to retrieve it the next morning. We got up super early again, way before daylight, walked in this spot. was walking down to get the camera. We was like, well, we'll hunt our way to the camera, and then we'll hunt our way to camp. And we, we'd we been there, I don't even know how many days at this point. We we were walking dead, <laughs> man, basically. So we walk in this patch of timber, man. We, like, crashed this little hill, and I'm like, kind of like the turkey hunter in me. Every time, you cry, every time you look over in a new spot, you know, you want to call into it. So we looked over in this little spot and I got my bugle tube out and I just like put it behind me. And as soon as I did, Close. Oh, screamed right in our face. I was like, are you flipping kidding me? I mean, yeah. we if, if we'd had heart monitors on, we'd have pegged them right there. Cause Absolutely. We almost died. Yeah, I mean, this thing was... Fifty yeah. yards, seventy five. I mean, if it was in thick timber, yeah. But I mean, he screamed in our face, and so this was the last morning. So me and Justin, we monkeyed with that thing back yep. and forth, and
3: we kept trying to get on his level, kept trying to catch up to him. Yeah. And he had cows; you could hear the cows mewing. They just had a place they were trying to go. Yeah, they, they were, were going
2: up to bed already, and we were we kind of we kind of intersected them. Yeah, like on their way up the hill, but they were. If we if we'd have been in front of where they were headed to, I think we would have killed the darn thing yeah. he was he was not happy that we were could shadowing been, him. Could mm-hmm. have been the
1: same bull we heard first statement. Yeah, I think it, it was sound
2: like a big dinosaur. a yeah. like mm-hmm. big bull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was the same. way that right you right he guys heard from. on the first. The same, yeah, that's right same where he exactly
0: come area.
1: from was where from mm-hmm. where that wall was at, that, That's where that bull come from. Yeah.
2: yeah, it had to be the same bull. Yeah, and he just. I mean, I don't know how many times he bugled that morning. It was awesome. It was a killer encounter. It -hmm. it was fun. It was
3: something to get us on the road, looking forward to next year.
2: Yeah.
0: So that pretty much was the close of the, the hunt. Again, a lot of a lot of really close encounters, man. A lot of a lot of pressure also, Mm -hmm. and uh, I feel like this year we definitely had more opportunities. And you just it takes time, you know, stacking those up together. Eventually, one of them it's just like turkey hunting, you know, mm. you get so many, you get on so many. And then finally one cooperates with you and mm. you get it done. But, but yeah, it was, uh, this hunt for me was, there was a, uh, I was left with not closure, you know, cause of the, it was a terrible situation with Ashley. And I'm so glad we got to go back home, um, and, you know, check on her and, and got to do that with Dan. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, you're, there was like this feeling of not not a close for for me, you know, and Dan, and we kind of had to had to interrupt it there, and then
2: it, it was weird. It got it was weird when you guys left. It's kind of like mm-hmm. like the air was let out of. It. I mean, we kept on hunting. We hunted hard. I mean, as hard as we could possibly go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but yeah, that was the end, man. Man, Justin chased that bull around, and he kind of pushed his cows. Way up this basin above us and came out on this little point. And I I, <laughs> I, I mean, if we'd had another day to hunt. Yeah. Who knows what would happen. But golly. Yeah. So as we were going down to get the camera, I think I I went, <laughs> just one last time. And went,
0: yeah. Oh, gosh. Like, uh, Fading <laughs> off into the sunset. He was, that was one of the few, like, full
3: on lip ball, you know. Yeah. Um, bugles that I heard. You know that 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 week, other than on private, yeah.
0: yeah. And so that's uh, and now to the next story, <laughs> the next drama. <laughs> so th- this was a thinking back on it, this was a drama field adventure we had.
1: Well, yes. we we were talking about bad public land hunters, didn't you say somebody turned your camera away from the wallow? They did. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: somebody. We got, we got a, a our
1: picture. Camera was facing
2: the ground. And there was a picture of a dude right before that. Yeah. Reaching for it. Yeah, this picture of the dude, and then he got our camera and just, like, pointed it at the ground, yeah. or Justin's camera. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I hope you guys are listening to this. Y'all are a bunch of turds shooting guns. Really and
2: are, man. I, I don't understand that.
0: Yeah. Just be kind and courteous. And shout out to those who are still listening. <laughs> yeah. You're well, I mean, that. well, yeah, I, I hope people listen. I hope they take it in. But also, for, for us, I don't, you know, I don't want to rush these stories because this is stuff we... I wanted to talk through so we capture these these memories because you know as years go and it's going to be harder and harder to like think back to them. So to have it recorded, even if it's just for us, if nobody listens to it, I think it's great. Yeah, you know, um, this is the first time we've been all been together. To yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a since getting back. I mean, you got the holidays and life and everything else. It's the first time we really got to get together and kind of reflect back upon it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's cool reliving these memories. So, how did you guys split up driving when you left home? I don't. We came after
2: me and Justin got on the bull, chased him around on the side of the mountain and got the camera, we hiked all the way back to camp, and it was like midday by then. Yeah. And we were just going to throw stuff in the truck and head home, so that's what we did. We wrapped everything up, pitched it in the truck, hit the road, gassed up, hit the highway, I mean, mad dash, just driving, trying to get back home to our families. Yeah. And I was trying to speed through it so we can get through it. But anyway, we were driving home, driving home, got through the night, and I was like, Dead asleep, man, because mm-hmm. I was driving home by myself because I took my truck out there. So, well, I kind of started getting so sleepy I couldn't stay awake. And uh, Justin and Aaron were swapping out drivers, so they were in decent shape. Mm-hmm. So, I told them, I was like, You guys just go ahead, man. I got, I'm fine. I'll just sleep for a while inside the, the road. No. I'll be home a few hours behind you guys, so they did that. They took off
0: and then Brian and Jesse, you guys were together right uh, yeah, Brian we and
2: Jesse were jacked up on energy drinks man. they were were in Missouri by the time we come off the mountain you know? so I mean, before
0: before we get to the climax of your big story let's let's hear the uh let's hear that story Brian <laughs> and Jesse
4: <laughs> so me and Jesse's going driving back. We're probably an hour maybe in front of everybody. Um, and and they stop actually stopped to to take a little bit of a a, a quick break and and nap, and we just kept on going, um, nonstop. So we stopped in, uh, I can't, it is in Kansas somewhere, one of those little b gas stations right off the interstate. And uh, I think I, I was getting ready to take back over. <laughs> Jesse had just got done driving, so I got me a couple Red Bulls. Good a five couple. Hour, Keep going. Good five-hour energy drink. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> had had uh, some Mountain Ops at I don't think I drank a coffee. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I had any coffee. <laughs> I don't know how you're still <laughs> not living. That, not that stock. Not that stock. <laughs> you might oh, have annoying. had one prior. So, But anyways, so I drank. Um, he's drink, not joking. Two Red Bulls. And it was, uh, it was and the 20-ounce Red Bulls, too. Mm. The big dogs. Um, yeah, the oh, big man. ones, man. and uh, cause I cause I was like, we're getting home, like we we're we're our, we're on it, we're going get go, we're gonna make it. Yeah. So I drank a one one Red Bull. Um, I probably eat some Racy Cups. I'm about positive I eat some Racy <laughs> Cups. Uh drank a five hour energy, um, and then a little bit later, I'm like... we don't recommend this by the way. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, definitely. We're not doctors, but we we know that this ain't good for you. <laughs> then I drank the other Red Bull. <laughs> and uh, about. And there's no gap in between. This no, is like
5: this one, then this, then this. I mean, there's. I mean. And I, I did wait ten...
4: for the ignite. I did wait for about 45 minutes before, <laughs> before I drank <laughs> That's drunk just that the night.
0: time <laughs> the other one is starting to kick in. Yeah. And uh, the he about still that hasn't night, slept. Yeah.
4: <laughs> the thing about the ignite was I was reaching behind me in, in the seat, trying ruffling through the bag, trying to find it, and I find it. And I only had a half a bottle of water. So, man, it was stout. So I drink it. <laughs> and uh so i'm wired like i'm like i'm glued to the steering wheel <laughs> i bet you foot, right foot on the pedal and uh man my chest started hurting i <laughs> <laughs> didn't had a heart attack i <laughs> was like first my like heart my, yeah like my heart started hurting and like jesse was asleep so i, like, I slap him and i'm like hey man is this <laughs> does that mountain does that mountain ops ever hurt your chest and he's like What'd you say? Are Are you sure it's the mountain? I don't, I don't
5: know. I was like, what else have you had, or something? And you told me. I was like, are "You sure it's the mountain?" Like,
4: are you serious?
0: Yeah, or is it the it's two a combination Red Bulls? of all those of oh things? My gosh.
4: Or is it the two Red Bulls, the five-hour energy, I and the mountain? Know hopes. this? Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, don't
5: don't do that. And if you know Brian Napier, you always make a one stop if it ain't a Sunday.
4: Mm-hmm. And we made yeah. that one stop. Yep. Chick fil A. That's it. That's it. Closed
5: yeah. on Sunday. Yeah.
2: yeah, We
4: didn't make, we didn't you make,
5: make, you make it. So. But yeah, like we made
2: it. Right. So, and then ooh, there's... I pulled a- off to sleep and Justin and Aaron went on ahead after I told them to go ahead, I'd be all right. So I pulled back out on the road after I woke up for about... I slept probably 30 minutes or an hour or something. And I woke back up, hit the road again. Everything was good. I pulled out to pass a 18-wheeler and when I... Dead man, my truck just started shaking, and smoke started coming out of the dash. And I thought I had—I thought the truck beside me had had a blowout, and his tire got hung underneath me. So I've like whipped it over and got on the shoulder. And finally, after I quit shaking, I got out and looked under my truck, and oil was just like pouring out of it. So the—so it had thrown a rod through the motor block, busted the oil pan, and just basically disintegrated Mm -hmm. right there on the highway in Kingdom City, Missouri. <laughs> my goodness. So after I after I got my poop in a group <laughs> I, I called I called Justin. I was like, dude, where are you? You may need to turn around and come and get me or so I don't even yeah. know what I say. But anyway
0: And in hindsight, if Dan would have taken your truck. Yeah, you
2: offered I don't the think truck.
0: God would have done him that way, man. I think Yeah, that was I mean that, that, that was I think God was bad. just kinda
2: all giving us our own stuff to deal with. So that sure my truck was mine. Yeah. So anyway, my truck totally disintegrated on the highway, and Justin Aaron came, turned all the way around, came
0: back and got me. Another. You guys guy were a couple 100. hours ahead of him, or something. Yeah.
3: yeah, something like that. We're at St. Louis. I'm not sure how far that is. Well, but- by the time the guy
2: told me, the guy, I got a, I finally got my wits about me and I called a, a rollback and he came pulled me to a garage there and stored my truck and I got my pack out and was like "Get me some, getting everything that was expensive out of my truck and yep. take it home with me I'd been there alone they came and got me and yep. mm-hmm. trucked it on back home we yeah. made it a lot of drama, a lot there of was drama. a lot of drama that trip for sure it was a very ex- mine turned out to be very expensive drama yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> agree, yeah. drama yeah <laughs>
1: How, how how expensive was a new motor?
3: A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah,
2: I thought two, I thought
1: two airplane tickets was high. You had to buy a motor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had to have my
2: truck shipped home by, by oh, a yeah. company.
1: And he had to pay rollback fee and yeah. he had to pay for him to store it.
2: I'll just tell you, it cost me about 10 grand. <laughs> yeah.
0: so there's that. Yeah, I was just you could have paid a guide for that,
1: but we're just thankful
5: you're with us today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, could have been much worse. In all these situations, I was was pretty solid about it for a
2: long time. You can ask my wife. I mean, I was, Mm -hmm. I I wasn't too happy about
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. So that was the elk, twenty twenty one, adventure. Uh So, um. If you're still with us, uh, you know we appreciate you guys listening. Obviously, we we did this um, the first video, but I want to take just a, a quick as we this is wrapping things up. But I want to go around and and everyone can just share uh, just briefly, kind of if you could sum the trip up in just a, a few words, kind of like some big take takeaways for you personally uh, and what this trip me- meant to you. Uh, we'll go ahead and and start that if you want to, Justin. You want to kick us off? Yeah. So I think.
3: Something that other than you know, obviously missing my family, I think in the first video, I mentioned that that's pretty much a given, I guess, for all of us. Is um, I put a lot of pressure on myself a lot in my career, in everything I do, really put a lot of pressure on myself, always have. Yeah, and I think these trips help me to slow down and Mm -hmm. not put so much pressure on myself and just enjoy the process because I find myself really enjoying. Learning a new animal, the elk is a new animal for me. Mm-hmm. The Colorado and out hunting in the West is a new landscape for me. So I'm really enjoying and and learning how to slow down, not put so much pressure on myself, and enjoy learning God's creation. Yeah, for more. sure. And uh, and I think that's something I learned a lot this year because we have learned a lot. We've all learned a lot and came leaps and bounds over three years ago and uh and that's successful it is that's huge success to be able to travel that far and and do that and i think this trip's kind of helped me kind of rest in that Mm a little bit for sure daniel
1: well outside of the drama about midway through it's a it's life-changing it really is. I think, I think my dad went out West, um, uh, a few weeks before I did. And he's like, son, you, you know, when you get out there, it's just, he was just talking about how great it was. And, you know, I've, you know, and it, and it never did, and it never did really hit me to how amazing it is out there until I actually made it out there, you know? And, uh, at the end of the day, um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of life changing. I, I never thought growing up, I've always, you know, hunted deer and turkey and stuff, um, in Kentucky, but I, ne- I never thought growing up I'd ever get with a group of people where I would have the opportunity to go out and do that. Cause I mean, I, there's no way I'd do that by myself. I, John's a lot tougher, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just, I guess, I guess what I got from it the most was just how thankful I am for you guys. Um, I learned that I have some really amazing friendships within you guys. And that I'm just so thankful that I'm able to do something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's about all I got, I guess. For sure. Yeah. It was totally, it's, I kind of followed along in y'all's first trip and having a brother that went and following what, how y'all did it. It's kind of, it's definitely not what I expected. It's far from what. Not saying it's a bad thing. Like I enjoyed having base camp and having roads and trucks and being close to town if we needed it and stuff. But two, it kind of it kind of shows you like I don't know. Even as easy as it was compared to what your all's first trip was, it still showed you like what what it takes to be. I don't know. Our whole life we've kind of set and hunted and not really ever had to chase i don't know it's like you're chasing something besides an animal when Mm -hmm. you go to that big a country
0: Mm, that's good
1: like you're, you're you go to chase like i'm not really an adrenaline junkie or you're not really chasing adrenaline but you're just chasing that that feeling of being able to do something that not many people can do or want to do right and that's kind of what It kind of left in me as I came home and kind of thought about it. I'm like, man, I wasn't successful in pretty much anything. But what you guys did the year before set guys like me and Dan and Jesse up for our first trip to where we heard bugling elk. We were in elk sign and right off the bat. So I feel like anybody, I mean, it's like you go, you chase, you chase the elk and you chase the bugles and you chase finding sign. But in the end, like I didn't find anything. I didn't kill an elk, but what I did do was just, I don't know. It was so much more than that. It's like, it's still hard for me to explain even. Yeah. Like I'll definitely go back, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like next time I go back, it's like a first trip. I know you're all first trip probably was the same way. Like, I don't know if it'll ever top that mm-hmm. just the feeling that obviously I got sick the first day and I don't want to ever do that again. But, um, I don't know. I, I feel like this trip was something that I'll, that I'll never forget just because of what happened. Not as all the, all the good stuff, but all the, I mean, like it's a, I don't know. It's just a special trip to me for sure. And I'm glad that, I wouldn't want to have done it with anybody else. Yeah. A, like, I, I don't want to do it again with you know, without the same group of guys or maybe even in the same spot. I don't know. It's just, it's something I'll never forget.
0: Yeah. They say if like you want to test friendships out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like hunt together. hmm Like, it'll, and yeah, this crew here is something else for sure. You guys I think realizing. we all
1: kind of go chasing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just that, just that experience of getting to be in the, you know, in the mountains chasing elk, and it's just—it's not hard to—it's not hard to do when everybody's enjoying it the same way. Right, staying positive and stuff. Right,
0: Jesse. Uh,
5: you know, I kind of piggyback on—I'll piggyback on, on kind of what these boys said—the same thing. I mean, if you can, there's no way that I would do that by myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with you all, you just say when and where, and it's like we're in. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like what them guys said, same thing. So to anybody, like you said, still is. I mean, if you have a group of guys like we have, I mean, it is a it is a blessing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, not just just any guy. Like, hey, you want to go? Yeah, I thought about it too. And go. I mean, a friendship to do, you know, go through what you've been through. So uh, for my first experience, I mean, you all made it great. You know, and it was a fun time. Uh, we didn't get into it, but, you know, picked on me a little bit. It's all right, though. It's cool. But, Let's get into it. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Uh, um, but, uh, I mean, it was a good trip. And, you know, for me, I mean, it's kind of like the story of Justin that his dad told these boys and all that about the hat. We talked about this morning, you know. It's just like you talk about doing something like this all the time, like going out there and all that. And it's hard to do it by yourself. So, like, once again, having people that do it is fine. So, for me to go – and do this, like, man, I mean, I didn't even have a tag, but I was out in Colorado hunting elk. I mean, to say that you did that. Out- and found a shed. Yeah, found a shed, you know. I mean, so it's just – and for me, um, the friendship's great. And I, I mean, keep doing that, you know. But I look at I'm, – I'm older in life, you know. Whatever, I'm not old, but I'm older in life. And I didn't have, you know, dads that do that a whole lot or nothing like that. But I see my two boys, and, I mean, I just imagine – being able to do this with them someday, I don't even care if I have a tag. To be able to take them two boys and have experience to take them and watch them, like I know you all, same way with kids and stuff, some of you and all that, but or whatever, but like to watch them go out and do that, I mean, it would be awesome for me. Yeah. And that's the kind of the perspective I have on the whole thing. You know, if I can kill something great, if I don't, you know, when I pay that $800 tag, even this year, if we go, Lord willing, we get to go, um, it's an adventure, kind of like what Aaron said, what we're chasing. And to be able to do it with friends and family and kids, you know, that's kind of what for me I look forward to hopefully one day, yeah. you know, just as I know you would love to see, like watching Everett shoot yeah. something, you know, or what like we did with the deer, you yeah. know. I mean, I couldn't imagine amplifying those kills, them boys going together, us going on a big group with them kids. I mean, we and blessed to shoot deer. Could you imagine watching both them boys bringing elk? Oh, I mean, the, the, crazy. I mean, I get chills just thinking. The, the, I don't know. So
0: Grif could kill one right now the way he's shooting. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean,
5: he'd poke it maybe. <laughs> Twenty pounds won't do much to it. But, but uh, man, I'm just so thankful, and it just to experience that in the mountains, and it's just a different thing. Man, you can watch. It. You can look at pictures. You can look at postcards. You can do whatever. We took pictures. I mean, you got one of the awesome cameras. This footage coming out is going to be awesome. But to truly embrace it and experience it, I mean, it's yep. just—I mean, it's just like, gosh, this is legit. I mean, we're up here on the mountains chasing elk. Aaron's sick. I mean, seventy-pound packs. This is real. This is happening. There's a bear yeah. probably right behind me somewhere yeah. and stuff. But so for me, man, I just—that's kind of the what I took from it all. So I'm just gracious, sure. and thankful for, to have the opportunity to do that with such great guys.
4: Yeah. So you know, not not really anything different for me. I just I think that's. You know, it's you know, you learn something every time you go. And um, you know, I feel like I learned a lot this year. And but the first thing um to take away is the same as what you all have already talked about, is that uh friendship and, and that that's the biggest part for me is you know, we hunt and if we kill that's that's a bonus. But like what we're doing um together as a group of guys and a group of men uh the fellowship that that we have um that's special in itself and you know I cherish that um and, and secondly is just enjoying being being there being in the moment and just enjoying what you're doing um because I've I've always kind of you know just like Justin said put pressure on myself um to to kill that animal or to harvest an animal And, and I've really, in the last couple of years, really tried to take a step back and just really enjoy the moment. And, and man, there's nothing better than just sitting there and and it's so peaceful and quiet. You don't hear, you don't hear a highway, you don't hear an airplane, uh, you don't hear nothing. And then you hear an elk bugle and you're just sitting there taking it all in. And, uh, to me, like, there's just nothing better than that. Um, so that's, you know, pretty much you know, what I, what I took away from it.
0: Her fearless leader.
2: (laughs) Uh, My takeaway, I guess from this year, uh, I, I, Western elk hunting is probably my favorite thing to do that. I, at this point in my life, I've, I've deer hunting. I'm, I'm now, I'm the old man of the group. I'm 50 years old. I've, deer hunted and turkey hunted my entire life and been moderately successful at it i've killed several of both so and i and i'm good with that and so elk hunting is just something that's i've kind of done a little bit of it here at home but the western deal is just new to me man and i just i just eat new stuff up i just love finding something i can pour myself into so I, I'm just having a ball learning how to do it. I mean, I'm terrible at it, but I, I'm learning. So the, my takeaway from this year is just, I think we've made leaps and bounds, you know, of progress in our in our 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 setups, our what, just learning the process, uh, figuring out how to get it done that's kind of the first year second year learned a little bit more about how to hunt and, th- and like i said this year even though we hunted close to the roads and stuff i think we hunted way more efficient man got way more at bats with elk heard a ton more bugling so i just think we made a ton of progress and golly getting to do it with you guys or it's awesome man i mean what this this trip a lot of people would have Either two or three of the tragedies we had to happen would have sent most people, you know, I don't know, back home or whatever. We just ended it for them. But, you know, we made it happen, man. We got Dan home to his wife. And then you guys turned around and rescued me. I told, I told Justin and Aaron when they came and got me off the side of the road. I said, well, I guess I owe you guys a kidney. So <laughs> 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 I mean, that's just... I don't know. I'm terrible at putting. I have all these thoughts going through my head. It's hard to articulate it. But man, you guys are awesome. I, I'm not. I'm man enough to say that I love you guys. I mean, I. do You guys are awesome, and to get to have the kind of experiences we have out west, and hopefully get to do it a lot more in the future. It's just, it's nothing like it, man. Nothing like it. So, God willing, we'll do it again this year. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think about the people I have in my life all the time, and you guys as friends, and it's it's something I ne- I never want to start stop talking about it because I never want to take it for granted of how special it is to have a group of people around you to and, and this is in every area of life. I mean, we all of us sitting here, we do life together, we do church together, we're raising families together, our kids as friends, our or wives are friends. Like it's, I mean, to 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 have that core group of people. Um, that you share so much in common with and it it, you cannot put it into words it means so much and to get to share these experiences with each other it's it truly is amazing and you know for me that this trip the first year and then and then also this year too for me it's like a reset man it like you get out there and you get stripped away of everything and it's like god just really kind of puts things in perspective and prioritizes things. It's like you really are able to take a step back and say, okay, this is, this is what's important in life. This is what's not important. Um, time slows down. Like you said, you're able to enjoy the process. You're able to be present. You're able to challenge yourself and push yourself and, and do hard things and be uncomfortable. And, and you come back really a changed person. I mean, you grow so much as a as an individual through those things. And, uh, like you said, there's, you know, Aaron, you were saying it like when you go out there, you're chasing so much more than elk and there's so many things that you're, you're gaining and you're benefiting from that. It's to those listening. I just, I really encourage, even, even if it's not Western elk hunting, find something that challenges you in that way. That's an adventure that pushes you that you get to share camaraderie and friendship and fellowship with people. And I mean, it's, it's like Dan said, it's life changing. Um, And I'm just super thankful for it, you know, to piggyback off what John said. I just love you guys so much, man. I really do. I appreciate you. Um, And here's to, here's to many more adventures and trips. I think this year coming, we're all planning to kind of split up a little bit. Um, John has some points in Wyoming. And so we may try to hit Wyoming. Justin, you got some points in Montana. So you guys may be heading to Montana, and then several of the folks may be going back to Colorado, and so potentially three different states this year in terms of elk hunting, which is crazy. And hopefully, we can continue to lug a, a camera around with us a little bit, even if it's our, our phones or whatever, and capture some of these memories uh, and you know put them out on the channel and stuff. Um, in terms of this trip, I know this is the big the big long podcast and stuff. There's going to be a movie that's going to be coming out here in the next. Um, you know, we're still working it, working it out, editing and everything. So it'll probably be the next month or so. Um, but that's going to be on the YouTube channel. Uh, you can check that out, uh, when it, when it comes out, I think it's, I think it's going to be great. I've been going through it and reliving some of that stuff and the footage is awesome. And the bugling and the, you know, going back to, to Jesse's, uh, picking on Jesse, we were all, uh, taking some little, little baths. John uh, brought a shower. Yeah. John brought a shower. But you want to tell that story, Jesse?
1: I think the <laughs> culprit should.
5: Yeah, I think Justin Bray and Aaron Bray should tell that story. Really, Or, you know? Well, I guess there's no
3: getting around it, pastor, is there? Really? I don't even know what you're We're kind of on you. camera, do we? <laughs> like, Hell What are we yeah. talking about, man? Go ahead, worship pastor. <laughs> uh, we did the whole <laughs> never-ending shampoo to Jesse. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was me, and turned yes. around and like. <laughs> I did.
3: They'd he like, knew for sure it wouldn't be me.
5: No, I never thought it would be the Brace. I mean, never. Dan. I went straight to Dan, so I owed Dan an apology. And then, then went I went straight to Jeremy. To Jeremy yeah. And then so I owed Jeremy an apology. And the whole time, it was them Bray it's brothers. A little more dirty Brace. <laughs> a little dirty brace. We'll get you. We're sneaky. A little bitty, fellas. <laughs> and so paint- kept going, and then somebody poured like a goop of it. And it was like, what in the world? Yeah, so, so to never- paint the
0: picture, here's Jesse standing there with his head down, like trying to wash his hair. And there's the Bray Brothers behind his back just dumping shampoo continuously into his head. And so he's just got soaked for days. And and, and keep in mind, we're using um, gallon jugs of water, which were previously solid ice. We freezing. just got out of the Yeti. That we just <laughs> got out of the Yeti. And they had unthawed, and, and it was super cold. And uh, so, yeah, that that's that's fun for sure. Well, fun for some of us, maybe no, not Jesse.
6: But
5: I
1: was
0: clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, guys, any uh, any final words, any final comments before we turn this thing down?
1: Well, Brian finally got an iPhone. That's my <laughs> final words.
0: Yes, that was a big debate last, last podcast. Yeah, he finally got him an iPhone. We're so. all iPhone users Yeah,
1: now. now all of our messages are blue. Praise St- God, now I'm done. Still not still not sold on it. We're done. <laughs> Tom still not sold. It is washed up. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And
0: the earth is actually flat.
1: Tom Brady. Flat or a no pancake? <laughs> Here we go. Here
2: we go. <laughs> Here we go. Logan, Logan, can you hear this? The, so we got two Tom more Brady all righty, guys, go.
0: that's going to do it. Thank you so much. I know this is a long podcast, but it was, it, like I said, it, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of things we wanted to revisit, to talk through, and to share. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, do us a favor and go down and uh, – what is it on podcasts? Is it follow? Follow us on – is that what it is? Subscri- it's not subscribe. Yeah, yeah. subscribe. Yeah, give us a, give us a five star review on the podcast. Go on over to our YouTube channel, Live Hunt and Company. Give us a, a subscribe there. Subscription. It, it, yeah, subscription. <laughs> it's free. Um, it really does help us out. Um, check us out on our social media platforms at Live Hunt Co. Brought to you by Raymond Noodles. <laughs> Ramen. I, I'm gonna say I've call it Raymond my whole life, and uh, and yeah, thank you guys so much. It's, yeah. <laughs> Poor Jesse. Yeah, it, w- he was sleeping he was sleeping in the truck on the way to New Mexico and I thought you were gone for a second. You you stopped breathing on us.
5: I thought I was gonna get out of that. Uh, thanks once again, worship pastor.
0: All right guys, we love you. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, we will see you guys later.